Yo, 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 we're back. I'm Damien Vosk. I am Ross Purdy. And it's the Late Night Party Boys. You're back for another episode this week. And boy, what's changed? What has changed? Um, we're near the end of July. And so... It's almost August. If you're ready, if you you know, if you you know, if you want to have your Christmas in July party, you better, you better hurry up. Because otherwise it'll be Christmas for reals. Oh, you know, you can have a Christmas in August. Why follow the rules? You can't have a Christmas in August. Why not? It's August. It's like not the halfway point. It's for people who... I didn't realise Christmas was only for like halfway points. It, it, yeah, but... December 25th is the halfway point of December. No. <sighs> it's like three quarters of December. Ah, uh, Sure. I'm just saying, like, you know, you put Christmas in July because it's like the full-on halfway point before Christmas, and people get blue balls for Christmas. So they just love giving. They just love dressing up in bad sweaters. And family time. And so they, they meet halfway through the year and have a pud and say it's Christmas in July. Pretty sure pud is another sketch group spit. I'm not repeating it 40 times louder and louder and spitting on you, am I? You're not, but I, I feel like you can't even say the word. Anyway. They don't own the word pud. Yeah, you, oh. you have to say the full thing now. Pudding. Okay, pudding. You've got to say pudding. We're in Australia, goddammit. We will be lazy with language <laughs> when, we, when we care about doing such. I'm going to just wasted another three seconds sounding out those syllables. Why not pudding? Actually, it's only two syllables. Pud. Pudding. Pud, pud, pudding. One syllable. Pudding. Pudding. Two syllables. It's twice as long. I'm not sure how much longer I have to live, Ross. And, in fact, none of us know. And if I'm wasting my time, just think about how much time I save by saying put instead of pudding. Like, that, that, that's years. If you added it up, over the course of your lifetime, it'd be years. You know what? You got me. You got me. You really got me. I, I knew you'd see sense. But I can't say you really got me because a, a band owns that. So I just have to say you got me. Well, that's fine because you save time. You know? Or maybe I have to say you really do got me. Look, people, just because they is say that the something. Game? Is that the game we're doing? Maybe it is. You may be right. Or you may be... I'm tired of games. I want to do life. Cuckoo Gaga. I can't say crazy. Because that's already been said. You think I'm flew and flew and flying over Cuckoo's Nest? I don't think you're one who may have flown over the nest. What have you been watching lately, Damien? Uh, Comedy-wise, yeah, the, the, the new show. Yeah, anything. Uh, Apple TV, the, the after party, that, the one, that one. It's like a high school reunion gone wrong. It's fun. Well, aren't they all high school reunions gone wrong? Uh, are they? I mean, most sitcoms kind of are. It's just like your high school friendship group, if that existed in perpetuity, right? That's pretty much every sitcom ever. It's like, how, are you friends with anyone from high school, Ross? Absolutely not. <laughs> you said that so definitively. What did they do to you? Well, you've seen me perform. 
Yeah. And you've talked to me. Yeah. You take a guess on what they did. Wedgies, wet willies, wet wedgies where they piss on your underwear and then they wedgie you. Well, see, that would imply that they touched me in any way. But I was worth <laughs> laying a hand on. Okay. It's more like you're a fucking little ungo kid. No one's ever going to like you. You're going to be a school shooter. Okay. You're going to be a school shooter, kid. Why would they encourage that when they went to school with you? Well, it's a state school in Lilydale. So you decide. <laughs> but, like, if... But like, why would you say, yeah, you're the kid that's going to be a school shooter if you go to school with them? Like, sure, if you don't go to school with them, maybe it's a kid from another school, you're like, yeah, you're a... Because once they, they come to your school, you're going to be first. You know? You're going to be first. It always reminds me. Whenever anyone says school shooter, for some reason I just always think of... It's really dumb. But that, um... You know that scene? The end of Billy Madison? <laughs> But <laughs> Steve Buscemi has just got a list of people he's going to kill because Adam Sandler's character bullied him in high school. And then Adam Sandler like makes amends and so he gets his name crossed off the list. And then Steve Buscemi just puts like red lipstick on and then leans back. That's what I think of when people say school shooters. Hmm. Well... My school was the entire fan base of Chris Lilly in the mid-2000s, so they were all just a bunch of dumb idiots. <laughs> Did, were you there when we, we met Chris Lilly? You were. I never met Chris Lilly. What? What? Oh, you, oh no, you weren't there. Yeah. There was one time, like one comedy festival, I was there with Delwyn. We're outside the front of the someone art. we do someone we do improperly. Yeah, someone we do improperly. Um, we're outside the front of the artist bar, and Chris Lilly was trying to get in for Comedy Fest, but he didn't have a show, so he actually couldn't get in. So Chris Lilly, like this is at the height of like Summer Heights high fame. Like, also, not even when he like got cancelled. Yeah, before pre-cancellation, he could not get into the artist bar, and me and Del and a bunch of like nobodies were like, "We'll get you in, buddy." Just like. We'll get you in on our passes. And then so we like got him in as our plus one. Which is like a... I mean, it's sad on his behalf. You know what? He didn't even give you guys a role. That's true. In his next show. I could have been... You could have been you that he like spouts off all the funny lines to and you <sighs> get to say nothing. It could have been me. I could have been one of those Tongan kids <laughs> in Angry Boys. Man. Could have been, been one of S Mouse's crew. Could have been like a rapper. Oh man, that would have really made my career. That would have I would have I would have lacked it up my face for the role. Put on an Afro wig. Jumped around in that high school with the rest of them. Uh, but yeah, no, we got him into the artist bar. And then like we were talking to him for a while, but he's very quiet and awkward and then kinda of just went off and oh, did that. his own thing. I, I heard I hear that about him. Yeah. You should be more quiet and awkward. You shouldn't be on TV ever again. <laughs> Why? Why, Ross? I should be understanding. But I'm like, no, fuck off. Get Is this like the sequel to last week's show where you're like, biggest fuckhead in the industry to, to everyone? Now, to be fair, I think a lot of people would agree. Chris, I don't know. Chris Lilly's not artistically respected much in our circles. 
You didn't like Summer Heights High? I hated Summer Heights High at the time. I actually felt vindicated when the tide <laughs> turned on it. Really? I was like, like I said, my high school was like, in, felt like the entire fan base of Chris Lilly. And I was just like, you people, I'm t it's like I'm taking crazy pills here. <laughs> this isn't funny at all. Not you even... just say racist things. Mr. G wasn't racist. He was just ableist and narcissistic. This isn't satire. He's just trying to get away with being like a little shit. <laughs> okay. Interesting. I mean, it was still funny in parts. Let's see. Damien, out of the two of us, is the Chris Lilly apologist. <laughs> even after... She got him into the artist bar and didn't even get a role in one oh, of these Oh, you're shows. right. I shouldn't apologize for that. That's unforgivable. Yeah, right. You know, rising tide, rising tides meant to raise all ships, right? You're not that quiet and awkward enough to just send a message on the phone saying, hey, come be in my next show. Yeah. In fact, you should be more comfortable doing that. You can always send a text. You got fingers. You fuck. <laughs> oh, boy. Speaking of things that screwed you up as a child, yeah, I brought up what you're watching lately because I found myself watching lately old wrestling clips. What? But not because I like enjoy the the Why? thing of it, but because it's just so ridiculous. Oh, just wrestling as a and it's as a whole. Late late nineties, early two thousands wrestling. Oh yeah, that was when it was a peak stupidity. Yeah, and I grew up watching it. I never watched it. I played the video games though. You know the you know the Nintendo yeah. WWF like Smackdowns and stuff. They were fun. It's insane. So back in the late nineties, kids, there was this thing called cable. <laughs> and I was a young lad. I was like maybe four years old. We'd just gotten Foxtel. And we just added this brand new channel. Cartoon Network. Ever heard of it? <laughs> but, this is, an, this is the insane part. <laughs> At 9pm, it will change over to another channel called TNT on the same... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was like TNT and Cartoon Network, right? And they would play old movies and wrestling. But they will also like rerun wrestling, but like in the middle of the day. So they'll be like cartoons, and then at 12, it becomes WCW. So you're watching Tom and Jerry. I mean, it's just cartoon violence followed by cartoon violence, really. Really? But, oh boy. If you love overly sexualized misogyny, <laughs> late 90s, early 2000s wrestling had that in spades. Alright. Get it, you gotta film me, because I never watch this. Like, like, what's like a peak scene or thing that happened that you're like, yeah, that you're like, that was my childhood. That's what made me the man I am today. <laughs> like, which oiled up, oiled up, grown up. It all did, really. All of it? I mean... Which oiled up scene? <laughs> where a man threw another man around... In a costume. Well, kids, I was thinking more 
they used to have these, before they started respecting female wrestlers a bit more, mm. they had these things called bra and panties matches. Oh, okay. I see what this is going. <laughs> and they try to take off their bra and panties. Yes, and okay. whoever's the most, you know, sans clothing is the loser. Oh, that's the loser. Okay. But everyone wins, get it? Wink, wink. Yeah, I get that. I mean, yeah. My 21st birthday party, I had jelly wrestling. It was pretty fun. Do go on. Well, I wanted to make like the most ridiculous dumb thing possible. And so there's this place in Cranbourne that does biodegradable jelly. And I bought a giant kiddie pool. And just like, hey, if anyone wants to wrestle in jelly, here it is. And then like, yeah, some people did. And um, we didn't rip anyone's brown panties off. And it was actually kind of nice. It felt quite nice. So I just kind of like swam in the jelly See, for See, that's respectful. That's not this degenerate hypersexual oh. stuff that young Ross was... <laughs> Ross thought you couldn't take an honest, just innocent dip in a jelly pool without getting a boner. I'm just like, no one's ripping each other's clothes off. Well, one guy tried to drag another guy into the jelly wrestling pool to jelly wrestle. And... The guy just like pretty drunk, and then he kind of just flipped out because he didn't want to get wrestled and glassed him. And then I was like, the guy was fine, and I was like helping him like clean up. And then he kind of had a freak out in the shower because the jelly crystals kind of looked like glass, and he thought he had glass all in his pubes. But it was just jelly crystals, so that's fine. Okay. <laughs> Crisis averted, you know. And then, and then you know, they, they say this jelly is biodegradable, so you just put it on the garden. Then you just, the garden's just covered in jelly for a few months. Anyway, jelly wrestling. Mm. I think I still have a whole bunch of crystals. We should have an end of comedy festival jelly wrestling tournament. I think at my parents' place, I still have those old jelly crystals. I'm pretty sure they don't go off. And Chris Lilly can play all the characters. Yeah. And then who's going to go up against him in the panning match? Well, it's going to be Jermaine. Oh, yeah, of course. He's going to wrestle. In one of these shows, he's going to wrestle a private schoolgirl. No, this is how fucked Chris Lilly is. (laughs) Going on a tangent for a second. Ross burns every bridge in the industry. No one cares about part two. No one cares about Chris Lilly. Uh, He had a solo show for Jermaine. Hmm. And I happened to catch a bit of the final episode. Yeah, happened to catch it slash watch the whole thing four (laughs) times over and wrote a hate manifesto. Okay. Like a school shooter. Okay, sure. (laughs) But in the final episode, Jermaine, for one reason or another, she's doing a presentation in front of the school. Yep. And she goes topless, but they've superimposed Jermaine's head on like a real topless woman's body. Oh, God. And it was messed up. And ABC put this on their channel. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't watch that. No one did. It was just before Jonah's solo show. Wow. Yeah, you should have stopped at Summer Heights High. That was like a fine character piece. Just enough of each character. Not too much. Yeah, that's the thing about those characters. You can't spend too much time with them. I mean, yeah. I thought the time they spent on in Summer Heights I was too much, but... 
He's just acting like that character type. That's not comedy. Why are you impressed by this? <laughs> I mean, there was still like a through narrative and it was kind of fun in Summer High Type. But then like, I mean, his Netflix thing, Lunatics, was just... He's just acting like a delinquent teen. That's just how delinquent teen acts. I was like 15 at the time. Yeah. At a state school in Lilydale. Well, you, if I wanted to see a bunch of delinquent teens, I would just... Just go to school? Yeah, just go to school. And shoot some people up? Yeah, shoot some people. Shoot some people up with heroin, because it's Lilydale, and any place that's outside the city is drug crazed, am I right? I mean, I live right down there, Smith Street. I walk down there. Everywhere that isn't the place where you live is drug addicts. Oh, that's the fear factor of leaving your suburb. That's what the government wants you to think. I want you to think that you can't go anywhere except where you are. I want to keep you in a box, Purdy. They don't want to. They don't want you to express yourself freely and have the confidence to be like Chris Lilly. Okay, enough on that tangent. Back on the previous tangent. Wrestling, and it's messed up. All right, all right. why is it messed up? Okay, when I was eight years old. There was... You learnt about breasts. <laughs> no, we're moving off the okay. hypersexualization. Okay, the hypersexual and now we're going on to some ableism. Okay. Alright. What one of, the, one of the wrestlers... Was just in a wheelchair? No. Okay. That would almost that be would more be, respectful be... than this person whose whole character was... Oh, he no. was the mentally handicapped nephew <laughs> of the general manager. What? <laughs> and, and, yeah, just think of the most, like... Insultingly cartoonish depiction oh of a mentally God. handicapped oh person. This he, was that person. Did he have that extra bit of strength they have? His whole character was that he <laughs> oh. was a savant at wrestling. He was like mentally oh. handicapped and everything else, but he was like a wrestling savant. What? Like the Rain Man of Rain wrestling. Man of Wrestling. Okay, now that's insane. <laughs> his name was Eugene. Uh, this oh. is stuck with me for many oh my years. God. Like, is this some sort of fever dream I had? So. Uh, speaking of like <laughs> the Rain Man of wrestling, there was a guy at the. I was playing poker the other week, and there was this guy on the table who just got like pretty lucky a few hands, and a couple of the guys on the table were like, "Whoa, how'd you do that? You're like Rain Man." And he's like, the guy didn't know the reference, so he's like Ray Man, like Ray Bands. What is that? And he was just really confused, and he's just like, "What are you? What are they trying to say?" And I'm just like, "They're trying to say you have a learning difficulty." But it's an advantage in this situation. And he's like, I don't know if that's good or bad. And I'm like, I'm like, well, you've won a bunch of money, so that's positive. And he's like, I'm going to go home and watch this. <laughs> and so I inspired someone last week to, to watch Rain Man. <laughs> it's also it's a pretty good film. Hmm. Well, that guy had... Rain Man had autism. Yeah. This is like... So he wasn't he wasn't a wrestling savant. He didn't channel it into anything useful, just economics. <laughs> he didn't channel it into beating people up. Or pretending <laughs> yeah. to. You know, I mean, let's pretend not yeah, pretend yeah. here. Because they are already pretending. Yeah. Oh, and his whole thing was, I mean, the crowd loved him. They loved him like they love a puppy dog, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh Eugene, we love you, Eugene. The most condescending thing. They're just like I mean, all the others are just violent brutes, but you're violent because you don't know any better. <laughs> he can't be responsible for his actions, he's not quite there. 
And his his uncle like ran like ran the like wrestling. He was the general manager, but he like didn't respect him and like, oh you just you just wanted him to you just wanted him you just wanted Eugene to get old Uncle Eric's respect. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I know it's more, the wrestling is more theatrical. It's like theatre for men. Pretty much. Who aren't, who are too worried about feeling. <laughs> or thinking. I just want to see a big, muscly, oily man hit another one with a thinly veiled character. <laughs> well, the guy who ran WWE, Vince McMahon, has now got sexual misconduct allegations. Oh, what did he do? What, what did he do? I don't know, some stuff. But I'm like, some of the stuff he did on the actual wrestling show was fucked too. <laughs> he got wrestling sensation diva Trish Stratus. Very yeah. famous, well, and very attractive. I, I remember old Rossi watched this segment where he was yelling at her. She did something, I don't know. And he's like, take your clothes off and go on the, the mat and crawl around like a dog. That's what Vince wants. That's what he did when cameras are rolling. Oh my god. What the hell? What the hell is this entertainment slash sport? What the, how did I miss this? Like, I played the video games. I didn't know the any video, of the characters. The video, the video games focused on the... on, on the... Just sporting aspect of it. Yeah. Well, one of the most famous wrestling writers was like a comedy writer for Conan. Oh, really? Tommy Blacher. I think that might have been around a time he was like the head writer, so like, oh, no wonder it's, some of it's so ridiculous. An old lady gave birth to a hand. <laughs> There's a clip of his online. What? There was a whole storyline where like a big, a big fat African-American man and an old lady had an affair and the old lady was pregnant. <laughs> and then the old lady gave birth. And she, gave, she gave birth to a hand. I need, like, I, need what, to, what? I need to get all this off my chest on this podcast, just so that I'm not the only one. All right, so that sounds ridiculous. It sounds like one of your shows. I can see how <laughs> this has influenced your whole essence and being. Like, yeah, you're, you're making sense now, Purdy. It was the wrestling that screwed me up. You're, you're quite a... When, when I think about, like, an old lady giving birth <laughs> to a hand... Rainbow Piss and Kentucky Fried God Murder and Hey Hey It's Doomsday all kind of makes sense. And this is what old eight-year-old Ross was watching. (laughs) I don't think my parents would have let me watch that. Oh, my parents didn't give a shit. (laughs) For better or for worse. I mean, we'll find out. (laughs) Yeah, I think like... Because I was the eldest in my family, they would like try to put, lay some ground rules for me, and then I like break them all, and then they didn't care about the rest of my siblings because they're like, ah, oh, well, we tried. And then so they just did whatever they want. They they all decided to do the right thing of their own accord. You know. You had to learn the hard way. Yeah, but then like you know you told you're not meant to do something, so then you just want to do it, and then they were told that they the par- like my parents don't carry the way, so they just like didn't do it. You know, they just did all the right things. Ah, reverse psychology. Work it into your parenting, people. It works. Based off all the children I haven't reared. And probably won't. 
At this rate, probably not. Yeah, I'm getting old. Not old jizz. You ever met a kid that's a product of old jizz? <laughs> Alright. I have. You know when their dad's just like, too old? They're always strange kids. You know, like, I had a kid in my high, uh, my primary school. His dad was in like his 70s, you know? Dad was in his 70s. He was like eight. He was a strange kid. He would be. I mean, he, his whole upbringing was very odd. But then he was also... He was also just like, I don't know, maybe the kids who are like from older jizz, they mature quicker than other kids because they don't got much time or something because the bad DNA. This is just my medical hypothesis. It makes sense. <laughs> In some abstract way, it does. Anyway, so I was just like a normal eight-year-old with no real sexual feelings and he was horned up. He was like a horned up eight-year-old, apparently a like grade four teacher, had tig old biddies. Mm. So he kept dropping his pencil and being like, Miss, can you pick that up? And then he was like spreading some rumor that our grade four teacher had no nipples. Very strange stuff. Mm. It's that old jizz that does it. It's the old jizz. If I get into my 50s and I haven't had kids, make sure I don't for the right. safety of the world. I have no jizz. <laughs> you got jizz. I shoot out something. It's actually a little <laughs> flag that reads bang. Oh, God. I mean, all comedy is based on some layer of truth. Yeah, I know. I, I know this is. <laughs> and I can't have kids, and maybe that's why I'm screwed up. That's all my next show is going to be about. Yeah. My next heart-wrenching monologue. Hmm. I mean, is that why in your last show you humped a stool and you had a stool baby? You're kind of living vicariously through your art? In a way, your art is your child, Ross. Possibly. And maybe that gives more joy to the world. Definitely, definitely less chance of a comedy show running out, stealing someone's car, going for a joyride, graffitiing, and I get blamed for it. <laughs> I was raised by TV. <laughs> yeah. Cartoon Network and TV. Those were the two big ones. For hey, me. You, you forget TNT. And TNT, yes. I can't forget the WCW. What's the C sound for? Championship. Oh, champ, world champ. And then WWF is the other one. Well, WCW, I was around for this. WCW, I guess they just cracked the bed financially, so they merged with oh, WWF. So they're two different things. They were two different things, but then they became one because WWF was like the big, the big dog. They became the big dog. Yeah. So a lot of their roster just moved. And then that. they got taken over by the World Wildlife Fund. <laughs> That's what happened. And so now people are wrestling pandas. For sport. You see. Is that what I donate my money to? At least the Briar and Pandas matches are like fun and whimsical. Pandas ripping clothes off each other. It's more fun than, you know, sexualizing. You can't blame an animal for not understanding social cues and and gender etiquette. I don't know. What is it? What would you call it? Like, like you can't say a panda's misogynist. But the panda rips clothes off another panda. Yeah. Okay. 
That's what I'm talking about. Now. Okay, so not... If a person <laughs> rips off clothes off a band, I don't know what that is. <laughs> what is that? I don't know what it is. I mean, their pandas should be wearing clothes. <laughs> they really should be. They should know, be. I don't know if you've seen... <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the panda wang. I haven't. Well, I haven't either, but I assume it's bad. <laughs> what? But it's natural, Purdy. I think if it's All natural... Bodies are beautiful. I think if it's natural, it's bad. Okay. And more people need to go on this line of thought with me. Okay. So, but actually, the human body is disgusting. But the panda body... I don't know. Is the human body beautiful or is the human body disgusting? Because if I say your human body is beautiful, I am disgusting. But if I say a human body is disgusting, that's not being positive. Um, this is Ross Parody's Reddit corner. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just depends on the, on the context. You know? And context is key. Is it though? Yeah. Like if you're looking through a peephole into a change room of some kind and you're just like, oh, your body's beautiful, then that's disgusting. <laughs> that's just disgusting. Unless they've, they already know and they're aware and they're like, that's cool. Isn't looking through a peephole and also saying the human body's disgusting also bad? Isn't... Just looking for a peephole is a bad thing in this scenario. Well, that's the context. That's the context part of it. So the context. If I look for, if I look for, if I look for a peephole into a change room, and I said yeah. the human body is disgusting. Or it's okay practice. as long as I don't get off on it. I can look at you get changed and getting naked. It's fine. I'm not getting off on this. Whether or not it's disgusting depends on whether or not you come, Russ Purdy. Oh, it's the it's the stereotypical gay man effect. They can go up to their female friends and, and, and tuggle around their boobs and it's okay, it's okay because they're not into it. But if I did it, it would be like, you, you like this, don't you? You fuck. <laughs> I mean, mate, yeah, that, that is a thing that happens. And, but like, oh, there's, a, there's a crackdown on that because, you know, it's still like, it's not like, just because they're not into it doesn't mean they've given it consent. You know? Oh. Oh, you don't need to tell me. You need to <laughs> this, tell some of these... This sounds real personal. <laughs> some of these gay men. These guys. They've had it too good for too long. <laughs> Just being able to touch body parts. <laughs> but <laughs> they don't get off on it, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear Lord. And that's what screwed me up. Was that... Did that happen on wrestling too? I'm sure it did. No, I'm sure if it was a gay like person on wrestling at the time I was watching it, there would be a lot of homophobia. Yeah, there would be, especially because you have to pin them to win. Yeah, they're just like, like I don't want to get a boner over here. Yeah, it'd be like so much gay panic when that guy lies on top of you <laughs> once they've body slammed you to the ground, right? I mean, wrestling it used to be so much ethnic I mean, stereotypes as well. Oh, it's yeah, amazing that I watched it around two thousand and one. I'm amazing that they didn't have some character after 9-11 happened named, like, Al-Qaeda. some guy. That's, they they didn't, didn't, but I'm surprised they did. <laughs> Alright, so that's where they drew the line. Interesting. It's where they drew the line. I'm sure someone thought of it. I'm sure it came up in a meeting. <laughs> no. Like, this is too far even for us. Just go back to the, to the Brian Panties matches. and. <laughs> it sounds like something you just want to organise yourself now. Yeah, but it's two men. Yeah. And they rip off, and they're wearing, and they're wearing brown, brown panties. Yeah, do it. It's progressive, right? Yeah. 
that's it. That's the thing an ally would do. That tell you about the idea for like a comedy scene I thought of. Okay, go on. Where it seems like it's like leading to like a lesbian sex scene. Yeah. But the body doubles are very obviously two men. <laughs> okay. So a lot of it's just trolling homophobes who'll be like real into two ladies doing it, but two men doing it is disgusting for them. <laughs> Where would you put this in a show? I've, it's more like I'll put it in like some sort of film. I thing. mean, it's always funny when you just switch out body doubles and yeah. they're just like so clearly not the right match. Yeah. Like that's just funny inherently. But like, it's like when they have like someone do like a bajillion flips and you're like, you could never do that. And then they stand up and it's like, you know, it's that person. <laughs> or it's like some really jacked person being a body double for someone. <laughs> just like what context would it be in? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's why it's never been put in anything. But it's not a hero pad. Yeah. Ah, it's got com comedic merit. It's tried and tested hilarity. And it's satire. Yeah. I'm just wondering. Yeah. What context? Yeah. I'm sure you'll find a way to do it. You usually do. Would you, it would be pre-filmed, obviously. It would be a filmed thing. Yeah. It has to be a film. Yeah, it's too hard to stage. Unless you had, like, blackouts, and then... Actually, that could be really funny. If you had, like, a blackout, and then it's two people wearing the same thing, just continuing the wrestling, then it blacks out again, and it goes back to the original original people, and then it just goes back and forth. That could actually be really fucking funny. If you choreographed it really well... Write it down. Write it down. I'll remember. I'll write it down after. Yeah. So what have we learned this week? Um, I think we've learned wrestling is bad, or good, depending on how Ross Purdy turns out. <laughs> wrestling in the late 90s or 2000s is bad. Yeah, we've learned... Uh, I hear it's a, it's, a, it's a bit more progressive now. Yeah. Is, uh, is, is that the, the letting gloves get married? Yeah, that's the, that's the thing that's gotten better. <laughs> They're now allowing for glove marriage. That's <laughs> what they did, sure. <laughs> um, Alright, so yeah, we learnt that. We learnt that jelly wrestling can be fun and dangerous. Uh, panty matches. That We learnt that. That was a thing. That was a thing. Um, what else we learned? Ross hates Chris Lilly. I mean, I'm sure that's come up. I'm sure he's mentioned that at least another five times, so. And I don't mind him. Early work. But I'm upset I never got the call. Next week, we talk about our feelings on Ricky Gervais. Tune in. <laughs>